Welcome to Mornings with Jesus. This is a live, interactive Bible study where we can connect with Christ and community daily and deeply. Join us every weekday morning at 6 a.m. Eastern Standard Time as we read a chapter of the Bible, pray, and share our reflections. Whether you are joining live or on the replay, I know God will meet you here. I also want to invite you to the Faith Mamas Tribe app. This is a free app where women of faith can connect, be encouraged, and have their faith strengthened. It's the online social space I know you've been looking for. So make sure to do three things before we start. One, subscribe to this channel. Two, share this with a friend. And three, download the app. Trust me, you'll be glad you did. Now let's dive into today's Mornings with Jesus. Good morning, everybody. It's Friday, Friday, Friday. You know, it's so funny. Um, when I was a kid, you know, I would get really excited about Fridays. But now that I'm a mom of four, I'm like, well... I don't really, I mean, Friday, but if you are practicing Sabbath, like I am learning how to practice Sabbath, then my Sabbath starts Friday night. So, woohoo! All right. Praise the Lord. Getting real excited about that. Praise God. Spend some quiet um, time with God uh, from Friday night to Saturday night. So, I'm excited. I don't know when you all um, observe Sabbath and give that day of rest and focus to God. But whatever that day is, uh, I know you get excited right before it comes. So praise the Lord. It is Friday. All right, you guys, today we are going to be in Joshua chapter four. But if this is your first time here, hey, how you doing? My name is Dominique Young. Um, you are with the Faith Mamas Tribe right now. And we study the Bible here together every day, Monday through Friday at 6 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. But if you are checking us out on the replay, hey, y'all over on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and, and, and the Faith Mamas app and YouTube and all the places, hey, how you doing? Uh, we are glad you're here. Before we jump into today's reading, I want to go ahead and say good morning to some of my friends that I see here live this morning. Good morning to Nydia. Good morning, Audrey. Good morning, Kalina. Good morning, Raquel. Good morning, Cheyenne. Good morning, Joanne. Good morning, Natalia. Good morning, Erica. Good morning, Audrey. Good morning, Mary. Good morning, CJ. Good morning, April. Hey, Dr. Marina, I see you, sis. I know you've been traveling, so hey, so glad you're back live this morning. Good morning, Bella. Good morning, Lilith. Good morning, Barb. Good morning, Donita. Good morning, Janice. Oh, we are in here this morning. Good day, Anastasia. Hey, hey, this is awesome. Good morning, Karen. Every time I see your name live, I'm like, it's 3 a.m. where you are. <laughs> Good morning to you. Good morning, Erica. So glad to see you. Good morning, Ellen. Good morning, Shabrina. Good morning, Shanda. Good morning, Jessica. Good morning, Shelly. Good morning, Donna, Le Donna Lenita. Come on, y'all. Good morning, Miss Margaret. Good morning, Cheryl. Good morning, Heather. We are in here. It's only like 6.03. Wow. We are in here this morning, this Friday Bible study, and I am so excited Good morning, Nyler. Hey, y'all. Hey, this is awesome. Praise the Lord. Y'all know how we like to do it. Before we jump into Joshua chapter four today, let's go ahead and share what are we grateful to God for? 
Y'all, this week, okay, I'm going to come back. This week is amazing. Woo! Genesis Mornings with Jesus replays are on Spotify. How do I find them? Uh, I think you type in Faith Mama's Podcast. <laughs> I don't even know. Faith, type in Faith Mama's Podcast, I believe, and then it, it, they should pop up that way. Uh, but I will actually answer that question better um, in the app, the Faith Mama's Tribe app. But if you're here from Spotify listening on the replay, hey, I'm glad you found us, even though I don't don't really know what you type in. I think it's Faith Mama's podcast. Um, Awesome, awesome. Bella says, grateful it is Friday and I can work from home. I can slow down to be with God. Amen. Erica says, I'm grateful God has kept me in his hands with all that is going on this week. Amen, 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 amen. Oh, I love you guys. Kalina is checking on our the gas from our furnace. It's not fixed yet, um, but hopefully it'll be fixed before this weekend because it's supposed to snow. Uh, but praise God for friends and family that have brought us heaters, like little space heaters. So we're doing pretty good. We are doing pretty good in this house. Thanks, guys, for checking on us. That's so sweet. Amen. Cheryl says, I'm grateful it's Friday. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Grateful it's Friday. Amen. Hallelujah. Karen says, I love all the platforms to study this on. Me too. God is so good. I mean, literally, we live in a time, a day and age where the gospel can literally spread all over the world um, just like, like that. So it's absolutely amazing. April says, I'm grateful for God's continued grace and faithfulness. Amen. Thank you, Donita. Donita said, yes, Spotify, Faith Mama's podcast. Thank you. Praise God. The Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all those things. Faith Mama's podcast, type it in. You can find it there. Raquel says, I'm grateful for all that God has done and continues to do in my life. Amen. Cheyenne says, I'm grateful for the time I spent with my family yesterday seeing The Lion King live in Richmond, Virginia. It was wow. Oh my gosh. I can only imagine. That sounds amazing. Jessica says, I'm so very grateful to know God and that I'm learning more of his character. He is truly a keeper and faithful. I am still here. It's by his, the grace of God. Come on, come on. Dr. Marina says, I'm grateful to God for his faithfulness always. I'm grateful for the power of obedience. I'm grateful to God for the doors he closes and those he opens wide. I'm grateful to God for community. Hallelujah. Me too, sis. Heather says, I'm grateful to God for God's grace and mercy. Hallelujah. Nidia says, I'm grateful for many Sabbaths, sis. God is awesome. We'll have my grandkids, all grandgirls all to myself. That's so beautiful. Awesome. Awesome. Praise God. Janice says, you found us on Spotify. Praise the Lord. Brandy says, I am just grateful. Hallelujah. Romans is so grateful I get to do life with Jesus. He couldn't get rid of me even if he wanted to. Come on and praise God he don't want to. Hallelujah. Shannon is grateful for the opportunity to give back to my church as a community outreach event tomorrow outside praying it doesn't rain. God's will be done. Hallelujah. Ellen says, so grateful to be a part of this community of God-seeking women. Joining our souls together each morning is so amazing. Hallelujah. Shabrina says, grateful to God for his love. Hallelujah. Karen says, grateful to the Lord for bringing me through a season of waiting as I experienced growth, development, preparation, and refining. Hallelujah. 
Mary says, I'm grateful for carrying this for carrying this Bible study with my daughter each day. Amen. Praying for you and your heart. I'm grateful to be able to always leave room for God. Praying for you and your heat. Praise God. Thank you, sis. I'm grateful to always be able to leave room for God. Amen. Erica says, it's supposed to snow here in Southern Arkansas today. I don't know what's going on anymore. <laughs> it's cool. I'm, I'm originally from Iowa. Praise God. Amen. Yeah. Snowing in March. There we go. Snowing is March. Donita said, I'm grateful for my husband's support during this time of bereavement for my aunt. Also thankful for all of God's love and him showing it to me through people's kindness. Amen. Amen. Genesis, my boys and I are going to the winter jam in Raleigh next weekend. Grateful for good family time, praying for safe travels. Hallelujah. Medea says, I'm grateful for love. Joanne says, grateful for God's peace and his mercy. Bella says, thankful for the opportunities. Celia says, um, Good morning. Grateful that God is a wonderful teacher. Tess says, I'm grateful for a restful night and for all of you and for Friday. Shelly says, I'm grateful that God can use us despite our flaws and imperfections. Amen. Demetra says, good morning. I'm grateful for God's perfect timing. Hallelujah. Y'all, I got to get in on this gratitude, y'all. I don't know what was happening this week, but God was showing out. Have you ever heard had just you just just see like what God is doing like you know God is already doing a whole bunch of stuff but you see it y'all y'all already caught me crying one of these mornings with Jesus because I'm like praise the Lord you know the first time since starting Faith Mamas five years ago and the first time since three years ago God spoke to me about Faith Mamas being my full-time job for the first time ever this week I was able to um Faith Mamas was able to pay me a paycheck, which was absolutely amazing. And then y'all catch this. Get this. A, one of the Faith Mamas who shall remain anonymous has just signed on to pay an entire year of the Faith Mamas Tribe app. Y'all, I hear the shouting. Like, I feel like somebody else is praising God with me. You should have heard me when I got that news. You should have heard me. Because I think I dropped my phone and I screamed. And my cousin D was downstairs and she ran up the stairs to make sure that I was okay. Like, God is so faithful. Do you hear me? God is so faithful. Come on. God is so faithful. Hallelujah. God is so faithful. And he's doing two things simultaneously, showing me two things simultaneously. And I'm just going to put it all out there. Like he's showing me two things. One of the things that he spoke to me, he should be showing me. And I, I thought we were so much further off from this. He was showing me, he says, Dominique, when Faith Mom says, I'm going to put it out here. I'm going to put the numbers out here. Dominique, when Faith Mom's able to pay you $2,000 a month, I want you to go full time. And I'm like, okay, this was a couple months ago. Okay. Cause he gave me a number. He said, I want you to go full time. And when you go full time, they'll be able to pay you more from there. And I was like, okay, I'm thinking we are like years away from this number because it has already taken years from the three years that he said that I would be full time. And so he says this a couple months ago and I'm like, okay. And then all of a sudden people just start giving and giving, buying t-shirts, buying journals. I'm like, what is happening? Like, oh my goodness, did everybody get their tax check? Like, I'm like, what is literally, I'm like, what is happening? And then 
I'm like, okay, we were halfway there. For my first pay, I'm going to put the numbers out there, y'all. I'm just, you know, I'm not, I, I, I just pray that y'all hear my heart because I just want to show the glory of God. So my first paycheck for faith, from Faith Moms was $1,000. You guys don't understand. I had no food. I know, like, and a thought. I'm just saying, I just want to, it was $1,000. Like, we didn't know how we were going to pay certain bills and all this stuff. And all of a sudden, I'm like, oh, my goodness, Faith Moms could pay me $1,000 this month. This is amazing. And then the amount of money that Faith Moms was bringing in for people buying stuff and all this, I'm like, this is amazing. And then our largest bill, which is the app, come on, has somebody took it for the whole year, which God was like, okay, now you can put that money aside. For what faith mamas is able to pay you. And I'm like, God, you're finna do this. I'm finna go full-time faith mamas. I'm finna do, you're finna do this? Like, this is about to happen? Like, I believe this is about to happen this year. I believe it. I'm just like, this is about to happen? Y'all, it's been three years since God gave me that word about faith mamas. Faith mamas has been in existence for five years. Like, it's been a long time. And I'm looking around like, is this about to happen, God? Oh, my God. Oh, my Lord. Y'all have no idea. Y'all have. I just got this. That's why I got to tell y'all the numbers, because I wanted y'all to know how good God is. God is absolutely amazing. God is amazing. God can do like, I don't know who is on here. I don't know who is watching on the replay, but I'm just here to tell you, God is amazing. He is faithful. He will do what he said he would do. Hallelujah. And I'm believing and praising God. And I'm thanking God for the people that have gave, for the people that have purchased, for the people that have supported this ministry. I'm just believing God that God will continue to bless you. Cause obviously you, you pour into God projects and ministries, but my God, I just had to say that y'all God would do what he said. God will do what he said. And let me tell you, we are about to go. But I'm just so excited. I could just jump. I have been jumping up and down for like all week. Let me tell you, this in December, last year, let me tell you how God works. We're going we gonna to pray in, I promise. Last year, last year, at the end of the year, God said, come off of Facebook and come off of Instagram. And I believe that what he was doing was saying that when this happens, nobody's going to get the glory but me. You're not going to say it was because you work so hard posting this and that on Instagram. You're going to know it was me. I stopped doing all the things that the gurus told me to do. And, and I thought it was crazy, but I'm like, God, I'm going to go ahead and be faithful. And, and you've been faithful. I'm going to be faithful. And this sounds crazy. And in January, I, I was no longer on Facebook no longer on Instagram, just on YouTube and in the app, wondering like, God, how's anybody even going to know we have a YouTube channel? Let me, let me tell y'all right now. I got these numbers. I posted them up in January. Uh, the YouTube channel was 683 subscribers. And that had been after like a year of me, a year of me trying to do all the things the guru said. The Faith Moms Tribe app was at 784. That was after about a year of me posting on Instagram, posting on Instagram, doing all the things, right? God told me, come off on January 4th, 2022. Told me, come off in just a month. Of, of not in just a month, those two platforms they both grew to that. Uh, the YouTube channel over a thousand, and today the Faith Mama's app a thousand in a in a month and a half time. Like God is amazing. I took down the paywall last year. I thought it was crazy. Last November, God said no more paywall. Every time people come in here, I don't want them to see no paywall to get to the content that's in this app. Come on. 
So I took, I was like, okay, God. And I was a little, little sad about it. I'll be honest. Cause I'm like, God, man, you, you said that this was going to happen. And you said, and I'm, we're struggling Lord financially, but now you're telling us to take down the paywall. He says, take down the paywall. Y'all I took down the paywall. Stop doing Insta, stop doing Instagram. Stop doing Facebook. I know God was like, I am going to get the glory out this story. There is no way based on all the gurus and what everybody says that this should have happened this way. But God, I'm just here to tell y'all, look, I don't even think I can, I I can cry right now because I'm so excited. I've been crying. I've been shouting. I've been crying. I've been shouting like God is so faithful. God is so faithful. Erica says, I want to learn how to hear God like that. Come on. Look, let me tell you half the time. I doubt whether I'm hearing them. I'm like, did I hear you, God? Or am I just being stupid? <laughs> like, I do that all the time. And then God shows, nope, you heard me. You heard me. You heard me. It's like, oh. So let me tell you, I have those moments and, I, and I'll tell you guys more about like my journey to learning to hear God because God is always speaking and we just learn to hear him. We've heard him before. I can guarantee you all heard him before. You might be waiting for a mountaintop experience and God doesn't have to do that anymore because he has the Holy Spirit. He speaks differently than we see him speak to Moses. But my God, I just want to say God is faithful. Y'all, I know we got to jump into Joshua chapter four. I know we're like 17 minutes in and we still on a gratitude because God is awesome. God is that amazing. God is wonderful. God, there's none like God. Hallelujah. There is none like God. We are getting ready to pray in. And I'm scrolling up because I see people saying they're praying for Colina. And I want to make sure I see the prayer request, but I do not see it. So if you guys can please type it in um, for me, if you could please type it in for me so that I can pray so that we can all pray for Colina this morning. Because I don't see it. Oh, here it is. Here it is, I believe. Um, I believe that's it. We're going to lift up Colleen and we're going to lift up her family. Amen. But God is God is faithful, y'all. God is so faithful. Woo! You hear me? God is so faithful. He will do what he said he will do. Don't you quit because it's been a year. Don't you quit because it's been two years. Don't you quit because it's been three years. Come on. God is faithful. God is faithful. Anastasia said God will do it in his own timing. Trust and obey God. Come on. God is faithful. God is faithful. Hallelujah. 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 Let's pray. Let's pray. God is so faithful. God is so faithful. He would do what he said. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's pray. Father God. Oh my goodness. Lord, you know, I could just run all around this house. You are so faithful, God. There's none like you. There's none like you in all the earth. You are faithful, God. Lord, as we prepare to study Joshua chapter four, we ask that you draw us closer to you. 
that you open our eyes, that you open our hearts, that you open our minds to see you, to know you, to understand you even better. And Lord God, we lift up our sister Colina. We lift up her friend, Lord God. We lift up all the situation that's happening. Lord, you know what's going on, Father. We pray that your peace rests on the situation, Lord God, that you be there. Lord God, that you lead them and guide them through it. Father, in the name of Jesus. And Father God, I thank you for all the things that were listed, all the gratitude that was listed. Lord, I thank you for all that you've been showing me this week and all that you're doing. I thank you, Lord God. And Father, as we uh, dig into your word this morning, I pray that we hear you and know you better in the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. All right. We are in Joshua chapter four this morning. If this is your first time reading the Bible with Faith Mamas, um, we read the chapter two times through. The first time, uh, we just kind of soak it all in and we just kind of look and see the picture of what God is doing in that moment. And then the second time we take out our pens, we take out our highlighters, we circle key words and we write in the margins. Then we move into a time of personal reflection and then a time of corporate reflection. So if this sounds like something that you are interested in, then you are absolutely in the right place. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. All right. Joshua chapter four. I'll be reading from the CSB translation. You can feel free to read from the New Living Translation. I'm over here looking for my tissue because my nose has been going crazy. Hold on one second. We're going to jump in right after I get this tissue. See, this is what happens when you're alive. But hold on one second. (laughs) All right, here we go. Joshua chapter four. After the entire nation had finished crossing the Jordan, the Lord spoke to Joshua. Choose 12 men from the people, one man for each tribe and command them. Take 12 stones from this place in the middle of the Jordan where the priests are standing. Carry them with you and set them down at the place where you spent the night. So Joshua summoned the 12 men he had selected from the Israelites, one man for each tribe, and said to them, go across to the ark of the Lord your God in the middle of the Jordan. Each of you lift a stone onto his shoulder, one for each of the Israelite tribes, so that they will be a sign among you. In the future, when your children ask you, What do these stones mean to you? You should tell them the water of the Jordan was cut off in front of the Ark of the Lord's Covenant. When it crossed the Jordan, when it crossed the Jordan, the Jordan's water was cut off. 
Therefore, these stones will always be a memorial for the Israelites. The Israelites did just as the Lord had commanded them. The 12 men took stones from the middle of the Jordan, one for each of the Israelite tribes, just as the Lord had told Joshua. They carried them to the camp and set them down there. Joshua also set up 12 stones in the middle of the Jordan where the priests who carried the Ark of the Covenant were standing. The stones are still there today. The priests carrying the Ark continued standing in the middle of the Jordan until everything was completed that the Lord had commanded Joshua to tell the people. In keeping with all that Moses had commanded Joshua, the people hurried across and after everyone had finished crossing, the priests with the Ark of the Lord crossed in the sight of the people. The Reubenites, Gadites, and half the tribe of Manasseh went in battle formation in front of the Israelites as Moses had instructed them. About 40,000 equipped for war crossed to the plain of Jericho in the Lord's presence. On that day, the Lord exalted Joshua in the sight of all Israel, and they revered him throughout his life as they had revered Moses. The Lord told Joshua, command the priests who carry the ark of the testimony to come up from the Jordan. So Joshua commanded the priests, come up from the Jordan. When the priests carrying the Ark of the Lord's Covenant came up from the middle of the Jordan and their feet stepped out on solid ground, the water of the Jordan resumed its course flow, flowing all the flowing over all the banks as before. The people came up from the Jordan on the 10th day of the first month and camped at Gilgal to the eastern limits of Jericho. Then Joshua set up in Gilgal the 12 stones they had taken from the Jordan. Then he said to the Israelites, in the future, when your children ask their fathers, what is the meaning of these stones? You should tell your children, Israel crossed the Jordan on dry ground. For the Lord your God dried up the water of the Jordan before you until you had crossed over, just as the Lord your God did to the Red Sea which he dried up before us until we had crossed over. This is so that all the peoples of the earth may know that the Lord's hand is mighty and so that you may always fear the Lord your God. Amen. Amen. Let's read this chapter one more time. Joshua 4. After the entire nation had finished crossing the Jordan, the Lord spoke to Joshua. Choose 12 men from the people, one man for each tribe and command them, take 12 stones from this place in the middle of the Jordan where the priests are standing. Carry them with you and set them down at the place where you spend the night. So Joshua summoned the 12 men he had selected from Israel one man for each tribe, and said to them, go across to the ark of the Lord your God in the middle of the Jordan. Each of you lift a stone onto his shoulders, one for each of the Israelite tribes, so that this will be a sign among you. In the future, when your children ask you, what do these stones mean to you? You should tell them, 
The water of the Jordan was cut off in the front of the Ark of the Lord's Covenant. When it crossed the Jordan, the Jordan's water was cut off. Therefore, these stones will always be a memorial for the Israelites. The Israelites did just as Joshua had commanded them. The 12 men took stones from the middle of the Jordan, one for each of the Israelite tribes, just as the Lord had told Joshua. They carried them to the camp and set them down there. Joshua also set up 12 stones in the middle of the Jordan where the priests who carried the Ark of the Covenant were standing. The stones are still there today. The priests carrying the Ark continued standing in the middle of the Jordan until everything was completed that the Lord had commanded Joshua to tell the people. In keeping with all that Moses had commanded Joshua, the people hurried across. And after everyone had finished crossing, the priests with the ark of the Lord crossed in the sight of the people. The Reubenites, Gadites, and half the tribe of Manasseh went in battle formation in front of the Israelites, as Moses had instructed them. About 40,000 equipped for war crossed to the plains of Jericho in the Lord's presence. On that day, the Lord exalted Joshua in the sight of all Israel, and they revered him throughout his life as they had revered Moses. The Lord told Joshua, command the priests who carry the ark of the testimony to come up from the Jordan. So Joshua commanded the priest, come up from the Jordan. When the priest carrying the Ark of the Lord's Covenant came up from the middle of the Jordan and their feet stepped out on solid ground, the water of the Jordan resumed its course flow, flowing over all the banks as before. The people came up from the Jordan on the 10th day of the first month and camped at Gilgal on the eastern limits of Jericho. Then Joshua set up in Gilgal the 12 stones they had taken from the Jordan. And he said to the Israelites, in the future, when your children ask their fathers, what is the meaning of these stones? You should tell your children, Israel crossed the Jordan on dry ground. For the Lord your God dried up the water of the Jordan before you until you had crossed over, just as the Lord your God did to the Red Sea which he dried up before us until we had crossed over. This is so that all the peoples of the earth may know that the Lord's hand is mighty and so that you may always fear the Lord your God. Hallelujah. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you, Lord, so much. We thank you, God, for what you're showing us, for what you're teaching us. And Lord God, we pray that as we move into a time of personal reflection, God, that you would help us to see you, that you would help us to know you, and that you would help us to hear you and understand you better than we did before. Draw us closer to you. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Let's spend a few moments reflecting on Joshua chapter four, and then we'll come back and reflect together. Here we go.
All right, we are getting ready to dig in to share our reflections and what is really standing out to us about this chapter. And I just want to share a little bit of a research that I did before. Um, I did it this morning because somebody asked yesterday, um, was the Jordan River bigger than the Red Sea? And um, the Red Sea is what was parted at the beginning with Moses and the Jordan River was what was parted um, now. And so, no, the Red Sea is much bigger um, than the Jordan. But let me tell you, they're both pretty big. And so when I was researching this, I was like, oh, my goodness. I'm thinking that these people just, you know, they walk across this little body of water, but it's or they walk across a little thing within dry land. Look, the Red Sea is 220 miles wide at its widest point. Like it's a wide, like it's wide and they're crossing across from one land to another. And and the Red Sea is pretty wide. But then the Jordan River is pretty wide too. When I think about just daily activity, the, the, Jor- the Jordan is 15 miles wide. Now that's nowhere near how big the Red Sea is, but it's 15 miles wide. But the interesting thing that I learned about the Red Sea is that it drops down. So when it says they came up out of the sea, they literally came up, like it drops down deep. It's the one of the deepest rivers. So they had to go in and down and up again. So it drops down and they had to come up. And now you're talking about around 2 million people that had to cross from uh that had to cross from one side to the next about 15 miles or more if you count the dip the the big dip that the Jordan River went into and came up. And so you're talking about all these millions of people because it only numbers the amount of men that were warriors, but it's not talking about the children and the women and everybody else that was with them that had to go into the Jordan, had to go down and in. So think about how long it must have taken about 2 million people to cross from one side to the other. And the priest had to stand in the middle the whole time while they crossed. How long of a time that must be. Think about how long it would take us to walk 15 miles and then multiply that by about 2 million folks that had to get in and go across for about 15 miles. And the whole time, the priests had to stand in the middle holding the Ark of the Covenant, which was not light, the whole time on their shoulders. Woo! I mean, this was a massive, the miracle was amazing. And then if you think about the process The process was crazy. But then if you also look back at the Red Sea, it gives you some idea of like, this was, these were large distances that they were walking. It wasn't just a couple of feet. These were miles that they were walking on dry land while the water was up on their sides. I found that absolutely amazing. Absolutely amazing. Now, I am going back to see what you are. I see a lot of things in here that's standing out to you guys. CJ says, verse 21 through 24, and here we are generations later about this miracle like a full circle moment. Talking about this miracle like a full circle moment, the Lord's hand is strong and will always fear the Lord and will always fear the Lord our God. Man, this is so powerful. 
This is so powerful. And they said that these rocks, these stones, it says for the, these stones, what does it say? What is the meaning of these stones when your children ask? And this is what they are supposed to tell them. You should tell your children, Israel crossed over the Jordan on dry ground. For the Lord your God dried up the water of the Jordan before you until you had crossed over, just as the Lord your God did to the Red Sea. So God is even linking these two miracles to build up the faith of their children. Woo, come on now, come on. So the, the, the Red Sea built up the faith of the generation we see because at that time, they were, at the time of the Red Sea, they were the kids, they were the children. And now God is saying, hey, look, now you all have crossed. Now I want you to put this memorial up to tell your children. Come on. Woo-wee. Carlina said that all people might know the hand of the Lord that is mighty, that you might fear the Lord your God forever. Amen. Genesis verse two. I know there's a significant to the 12 tribes, but I can't remember what. Well, the 12 tribes of Israel or just the 12 tribes of Israel. And we're going to, that's who literally we're walking through. They were seeing their history. And now we know Jesus comes out of one of those 12 tribes of Israel, but pretty much every man or woman of faith that we see throughout the scriptures comes out of one of these 12 tribes at this point, from this point forward, after you know, after the 12 tribes of existence, we're looking at how these 12 tribes interact with each other. We'll see some, some rivalry between them. We're going to see so many things go on with these 12 tribes and what God's doing with these 12 tribes. And God also really likes the number 12. <laughs> he likes that number. We see it throughout scripture. Um, and people talk about that number being the number of divine government. Karen says, tell them, take 12 stones from the very place where the priests are standing in the middle of the Jordan, carry them out and pile them up at the place where you will camp tonight. Come on, Joshua 4.3. Hallelujah. Lilith says, verse 20 through 24. Come on, just like CJ, I believe, mentioned those same verses. Burkell says, this was good. Makes Make a memorial of remembrance so that not only do you remember but you can build a foundation for your kids of how faithful God is. Come on, how faithful God is. Woo! And now we are reading their testimony generations later, seeing what? The faithfulness of God. Hallelujah. Jessica says, I'm seeing obedience is greater than sacrifice. And if he did it before, he will certainly do it again. God will do what he said he will do. He is God and God alone. No one will get the glory but God. God will do what God said he will do. God will do what God said he will do. This is huge. This has been a, this was a turning point in my faith when I realized that God will do what he said he would do, not what I said I want him to do. God will do what he said he would do. So it would behoove me to, to understand him because he is going to be faithful to his word. Donnie, this is verse 7, 22 through 24. The action of placing the 12 stones stood out to me. Come on, build the memorial, build the testimony so that when people come and look at it and ask about it, you can say, oh, let me tell you about it. He said the same thing about keeping the Passover, remember? He told them to keep the Passover so that when their kids ask them about it, they could talk about, well, when God delivered us from slavery in Egypt, come on, 
Woo! So that when their kids look at it, so then when someone asks them about why do they keep this tradition or why are these stones here, it's a story that they can tell about the goodness of God. Amen. Amen. Colina says, those 12 stones reminded me of the beautiful book, um, Hinds Feet on High, uh, Hands and Feet on High Places with Much with much Afraid. Book was life-changing when I got out of jail. Beautiful analogy. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Ellen says, verse six through seven, telling their children when they ask about the stones, God spreading through the generations and how much the next generation is affected by the journey of this generation. Come on. Dr. Marina says, verse 10, verse 14, verse 21 through 24. 21 through 24 is standing out to a lot of people. Let's read that whole thing again. It says, and he said to the Israelites in the future, when your children ask their fathers, what is the meaning of these stones? You should tell your children, Israel crossed the Jordan on dry ground for the Lord your God dried up the water of the Jordan before you until you have crossed over just as the Lord your God did to the Red Sea, which he dried up before us until we had crossed over. This is so that all the peoples of the earth may know that the Lord's hand is mighty and so that you may always fear the Lord your God. Come on, all the people of the earth may know. That goes back to what is God's main mission? This, this is not just for your children. It's for all the people of the earth to know. Come on. Genesis verse 6 to 7, 10, 22 through 24. God gave them specific ways to remember his power and provision, told them to always share the testimony to the following generation so that all the people of the earth may know. Come on. So that all the people of the earth may know. Donita says, verse 7, 22 through 24. Come on, there's that, that chunk of scripture that's standing out to like everybody today. Specifically, verse 24, she says, what God wanted them to say reminds me of a testimony and the specifics given about what to say and why was interesting. Come on. So he tells them what to say and then he tells them why. It says, this is so that all the people of the earth may know. You're going to do this for your kids so that all the people of the earth may know. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Demetra says, come on. Jesus is our high priest who stands in the middle. Come on. Who doesn't stop his position until the job is done. Until everybody gets across. Until everybody's safe. Come on. Woo! Until everybody's safe. Hallelujah. Romans is verse 24, so that all the earth may know without a doubt that the hand of the Lord is mighty and extraordinarily powerful. Fear the Lord your God and obey and worship him with profound awe and reverence. Come on. Woo. Y'all, you know what? I had to go back too to that what Demetra just said because I just never thought about it. The high priest stood in the middle of the river. The middle, the, the lowest point. Because remember, the Jordan River dips down before it comes back up. They stood in the middle, the lowest point until all of God's people 
got across. They left no one behind. Come on. They left no one behind. Now, these are the Levitical priests, right? These were the Levitical priests that stood in the middle and they left no one behind. They left no one behind. And this is the beautiful picture of what Christ told us, what God told us about, which was that when it comes to God's people, first of all, he knows who are his. He knows who are his. And he says, none can pluck them out his hand. I'm reminded of um, Harriet Tubman. Some of you guys know Harriet Tubman is one of my like, you know, heroes in the African-American history. But anyway, they said that she would go back and bring people into freedom. And it says she never lost a passenger because she was a conductor on the Underground Railroad. It says she never lost a passenger. But think about this. That is Christ. That is the beauty of him. Ah, it just, ah, the picture and the imagery and all this to be here, it just blows my mind. It's amazing. Heather says, following his instructions is vital to receive what he has for us. Come on. Come on. Ellen says, to be honest, I still struggle with wanting just my life and my kids' lives to be saved by God. I pray to want God's will only because it's God's will and plan, not just for my comfort. Come on. Woo! Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Donita said, remembering that the group we are reading about is the next generation just gives me hope for the generation after me. No matter if I see the blessing or not, I can trust God to do it. Come on. Do you know how far it has been since God gave this promise to not Moses, but Abraham about what he was going to do with his generations, with his children, with his, with the Abraham seed. And now we're seeing them finally after years and generations crossing into the promised land. That's the thing about God. Many times God's promises are generational and, or, and we want them done right now. And we don't understand how one thing that he promised us, like for Abraham, he promised him that he would have a son. But then he also had a bigger promise on top of that son, what he was going to do through that son. Um, and he gave him this, the, the son, but then he exploded that promise into a whole entire nation of people. And then through Christ, he brought in multiple nations into a, what they call the promise of Abraham. Come on. Whew, it's all connected. It's all connected. Hallelujah. It's all connected. Genesis verse 24 reminds us what God's mission is. There it is, that the people of the earth may know that the Lord's hand is strong. And so that you may always fear the Lord your God. Hallelujah. Audrey says the whole chapter, God is doing the same with Joshua as Moses. God is the same yesterday and forever. So every generation will have their own testimony about God. Come on. Every generation will have the testimony of the generation before, but then they'll have their own. But then they'll have their own testimony. Come on. Sometimes we, we're trying to do stuff for our kids. We're trying to do stuff for this generation so that they don't have to go through what we went through. 
But look, every generation has its own testimony. Yes, they will stand on yours as well, but they have their own too, which means they're going to have their own stuff to walk through, which means they're going to have their own battles to fight. And praise God for that. Sometimes we wish that our kids didn't have to fight no battles, but hold up, wait a minute. If they didn't have to go through nothing, if they didn't have to fight any battles, that means they wouldn't have no testimony. No, God, take them, lead them to the what they need to go through so that they would have their testimony to pass on to the next generation. Woo! Lord, remind them of the testimony that I have, but also take them on their own journey, God. That's what God's doing. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. We want to shield our kids and shelter them from every single possible thing they could possibly go through. And when they get older, we're like, oh, no, I, I wish they didn't have to go through that. But guess what? They got their own testimony. They got their own body of water to cross. Come on. This generation had their own thing to do. They had their testimony part. They had the testimony of the past generation. Yeah, they crossed the Red Sea. But now we have a testimony of our generation. We crossed the Jordan River. And both of those things are designed to tell the next generation so that the earth may know. Woo-wee! So that the earth may know. Hallelujah. So that the earth may know. Hallelujah. Bella says, verse 24, so the people of the earth know and acknowledge that the hand of the Lord is mighty, so they will fear the Lord, worship and obey in awe and reverence forever. The faith move that they made was not just for them. The following of God was not just for them to be like, woo, we follow God and we got to the other side. No, it was for the generations that came after them and so that the earth May know. Hallelujah. 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 So that the earth may know. Who there's so many good things here in this chat, my God. Romans said these words are standing out to me. They are all foreshadowing Jesus. Cross, Red Sea deliverance, all will know, stones, Jesus is the chief cornerstone. Come on, what do we say? Lean in and look for Jesus because there's breadcrumbs leading to him all throughout the Old Testament. It's a, it's a foreshadow of what God is doing. All of it. Hallelujah. All of it. Hallelujah. Hoo-wee. Erica says, God didn't stop doing amazing things. He does them now and will continue with our children. His promises are true. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Mm, mm, mm. There's so many good comments here. Colina says, it's true that our mistakes can help them avoid those same ones, but maybe... But maybe or maybe not, we need to keep our children covered in prayer. Come on. So true. Because they got their own journey. 
They got their own journey to walk and we can't control what that journey is. We can teach them and lead them and guide them as much as we can, but they still have their own journey to walk, their own testimony that they will have, that they will pass on to the next generation. Vigia says such a great testimony of God's mercy and grace from generation to generation. Never thought of generational testimony before. Come on, generational testimony. The interesting thing throughout scripture that we have to understand is that the people that we read about in scripture did not have a canonized Bible. We've got to understand that. They did not have this. They did. They couldn't say, go turn to Joshua chapter three and be encouraged. They didn't have this like we have it today. What did they have? They had the testimonies that were passed down from generations. And this is one of the reasons why they captured all the nuances of the story so that people will be able to read the testimonies of how God moved generation after generation after generation, how God was faithful even when they weren't faithful, how God showed up even when we did the wrong stuff. That's why they wrote down the stories. Do we realize that we read this canonized Bible? First of all, it was not written in English. So this Bible that we read is a translation. It don't matter if you read the King James. It don't matter. Some people are so on the King James and I'm like, hey, I understand. But it won't written in King James. It was written in Hebrew. Most of this was written in Hebrew and Aramaic. And it was written multiple times over. Because every generation rewrote the story so that because, you know, stuff would get tattered and torn, but they wanted to make sure that the stories got told for generation to generation. Why? So that each generation could hold on to what happened in the previous generation. So what would happen is the scribes of of whatever generation would write down the story. They didn't have printers. They didn't have these things. They had to they had to tell it orally for a while. They had to write down the story. Why? So that people would remember what God had done. Why is this important? Because when you remember, going back to what we said before, when you remember that you have history with God, when you remember that you have generations of history with God, that when God says something or leads you and guides you and directs you, he can, he can remind you of what he's done in the past, show that he is faithful, so that you would follow him knowing that he is faithful. These people wrote this story down over and over and over and over. So we have to understand how we got this Bible. We have to get how we got this Bible. They saw that it was so important to write down the testimonies of how God showed up in their lives. So that the next generation and the next generation and the next generation will read it. I'm sure they had no idea that God would use the stories that he was doing with Israel to also witness to what we call Gentiles, which would be ourselves if you're not Jewish, that he would use these stories to witness to Gentiles, right? So we have to understand that this was generations in the making of testimonies built on top of testimonies, on top of testimonies. And this is also why our testimony is important to the generation that will come after us. Amen. Hallelujah. The the testimony of how God showed up is important for the generations after. 
It's important. April says, in in seeing the stones, this will remind the generations of the previous experiences so generations can reconcile and return to him. Come on. There it is. When they fall from grace. Come on. It goes back to what? God's mission. You know what I got from my grandmother? I got her Bible. Where in the margin, she scribbled down the ways that God showed up for her. And oh, her Bible is precious to me. Like in the margins, you see how God extended her life. She had cancer and she should have been gone in 30 days. But she lived another 15 years. And in the margin, she scribbled down how God woo, worked things out for her. And let me tell you, those testimonies are powerful to me to remember. Come on. Erica says, is there anything more important than our testimony? I think we need a testimony journal. The only thing I would say that's more important than a testimony is the blood of the lamb. The scriptures say we overcome by two things, right? It says the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. The blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. We have to understand what the Bible is. We really have to understand what the Bible is and why it's so impactful and how it links to what the scriptures say about how we overcome. The scriptures are, a lot of them are a testimony journal, like Erica's talking about. It's a testimony journal of how God showed up over generations. And, it, and the reason that it's powerful is because just like hearing someone else's testimony of how God showed up in their life, the same thing happens when we read the scriptures. Right? The same thing happens when we read the scriptures. Now, this is one of those things that I think sometimes confuses people because we call the scriptures the word of God, right? That's what we call them. So people sometimes assume that, oh, well, therefore, this is the word of God. So I should go to the Jordan River and I should try to cross it and it should part like part like the sea. Why isn't it parting? Why isn't it parting? Like we'll read something and we'll be like, why isn't this happening for me? No, no, no. The, the scriptures teach you and show you other people's testimony so that you can go live out your own with God. Many of the scriptures will show us the testimonies of the children of Israel so that we will trust God as God walks with us and our own testimony is being built and established. So we have to understand that. We have to understand the power of the scriptures is that the majority of the scripture is testimony of what God has done in the lives of others so that when we walk our own lives, we will know what? We will know that the Lord's hand is mighty. Woo! So that we will know that the Lord's hand is mighty. 
And then, hey, if we got writers in here or anybody that you write in your own journal or however God calls you to, to write down your testimony or show the things that he's done in your life and then pass it on to the next generation so that they will know. What? So that they will know what? That the Lord's hand is mighty. And like April said, as they know that the Lord's hand is mighty, they will be redeemed and reconciled back to God. Through the blood of the Lamb, the word of our testimony, we overcome. Come on. Hallelujah. 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 Donita says, whether I see it or know it, I can trust God to keep my child just as he has kept me. Come on. God, order my steps as a parent, but help me to let you do you for my child. Come on. We've got to realize that our child needs their own testimony, but praise God before they even get their own testimony. God has given them my testimony to stand on. God has given them the generations of their of the past testimony to stand on. God has given them written documentation of generations after generations of testimonies for them to stand on. Hallelujah. 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 Generations after generations of testimonies to stand on. Come on. Hallelujah. I see a lot of people talking about the original language and how the scriptures were written in Hebrew, um, a little bit of Aramaic. And Greek, the, the original scrolls that we are writing this scripture, this Bible off of. And how it is important to know those, those um, languages. And now I understand that, you know, not everybody might learn the languages and praise God for the English translations. Praise God, we get Spanish translations of the Bible. Praise God that many and many a translators took so much time to just go through but sometimes if you don't understand a phrase or a word, you can go to, let me see what I have. You can go, you can go to a book like this, like the Strong's Concordance. You may not know Hebrew completely. Like I don't know Hebrew completely. I'm taking my first um, Hebrew class this quarter, right? So I don't know Hebrew completely. And I actually have not ever learned the language as well. <laughs> But I'm excited about the class. Um, but there is a book like Strong's Concordance where you can look up certain words like the word love. Instead of looking it up in the English dictionary, you can look it up in something like this to see what was the original word so that I'm making sure that I understand what that word is. So that's really, really helpful. You don't have to know the Hebrew and the Greek. Just understand that it was not written in English. This is a translation and understand what the Bible is meant to do, which is to give you the testimonies, woo, the testimonies of generations. Come on, hallelujah. The testimony of generations. Romans says, growing up, I always saw my mother stayed on her knees, praying and crying out to God, believing him for all things I didn't quite understand. 
But now I know that the Lord's hand is mighty. Come on. Come on. Now I know that the Lord's hand is mighty. Look, quoting scripture is good. But understanding the testimony, understanding the testimony is powerful. Like, for instance, when Paul says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Oh, yeah, we'll take that and we'll use it for all types of different things to encourage us. But but we got to understand the testimony of what Paul was saying. Paul was beaten, thrown into prison. Paul had gone through tons of unfortunate events. And they were asking, they, they, Paul was like, look, I know you're concerned about me, but I look, I've learned how to be content no matter what's going on. This is what Paul's testimony was. It wasn't just, oh, if I believe God, he'll get me a car because I can do it. Oh, if I can do all things through Christ, he'll get me this job. Oh, I can do. No, no, that's not what Paul's testimony was. The powerful thing is not just in the scripture we quote, but the testimony surrounding why it was said. Paul said, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me because he's basically saying, hey, I have walked through some horrible stuff and God's got me through it every single time. I've been stoned. I've been beaten. I've been shipwrecked. I've been thrown into prison with something I didn't do. But guess who was with me the whole time? I have learned that I can go through. I can do all the things. Come on. Because of Christ. I can be beaten. We got to understand what Paul was saying. I can be beaten. Because of Christ. I can be thrown in prison and not lose my hope because of Christ. We've got to understand the testimony around some of these scriptures that we quote because it's the testimony around the scriptures. When David said, oh, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. When he said that, we've got to understand David's life. He was on the run. He went on the run. He was in caves. He was running from King Saul, running for his life. We've got to understand the testimony about why these people were saying what they were saying. They weren't saying it because God's going to get me a car. God's going to get me a house. No, no, no. They were saying it because life is hard, but God is there. Life is hard, but God is there. So when we quote the scriptures, we got to know the testimony behind it because it's not the quoting of scripture that we overcome. It's by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. It's not the knowing and memorizing, even though this is good, the memorizing of much scriptures is good, but we've got to understand the testimony behind the what we're quoting. Because Paul had a reason for saying, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. What was his story? Come on, we've got to understand this. God walked with me through this. God been through with me through that. It's this testimony. All throughout scripture, it's the testimony that God wants us to see. Why? Because when we see it, 
it says that the people of the earth may know that the Lord's hand is mighty. The testimony in your life, the testimony in Paul's life, the testimony in Peter's life, the testimony in David's life, King David's life, the testimony in Jesus' life, the testimony in Moses' life, the testimony, the testimony in all the lives that we see in Deborah's life, the testimony in, in uh I just can go on and on. So that we may see the Lord's hand is mighty. And that we may always fear the Lord so that we can see the testimony in the lives. It's not just we've got to understand why this Bible is so powerful. What look, I'm 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 not hating on like devotionals. Devotionals are great. But why is it that when we sit down and we read a book of the Bible chapter by chapter, why is it so impactful? Because now we're getting the testimony behind the story behind the scripture. It's the testimony that's attached to those one-liners that's so powerful. Come on, Erica says, my mom went through abuse and mental health. She's a strong Christian. She was and is there showing me more of God. Y'all pray for the generational curse to end with me, Father God. We pray, Lord God, that you would heal and deliver and set free in the name of Jesus. And Lord God, we praise you for Erica's mom who's walked through the valley. But she is she is a living witness that you are with her. Come on. That you are with her. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So why did they leave the stones? To to start the conversation to tell the testimony. Because it's the testimony where all the people of the earth may know that the Lord's hand is mighty. It's the testimony Come on. Bevy says, verse nine, we need to remember in time of drought the great things God has done. Come on. Trisha Anellis Trisha says, history with God increases faith. It reminds me of what Danisha said on Sunday. I got history with God. Generations of history. Even if you're the first in your entire family to become a Christian, look, you got generations of history with God. Come on. I got history with God. This is why reading the scriptures one chapter at a time and really seeing the testimony is so powerful because it's there that we see how God showed up to an undeserving people, to a people that would turn their back and be wishy-washy. But God was faithful. We see the testimony. God doesn't leave out. This is what we talk about. And I know we've got to go, but God doesn't erase parts of our story. Why? He doesn't say, oh no, let's erase the part where Moses doesn't make it into the promised land. Like, nope. 
let's just erase that. Let's just let's just like be like Moses and then just jumps to Joshua. Like just let's just erase what happened to Mel. Let's just erase the golden calf thing because that was just a mess. Let's just let's just erase that part. You know, let's just focus on the good. God doesn't do that. Why? Because the whole story shows the goodness of God. Our testimony is not about us. It's about people seeing the goodness of God in our lives, even when we didn't deserve it. Which is like all the time. We never deserve it. (laughs) Come on, Erica says, right now my daughter is watching me in my Bible study. I praise God for this opportunity. Come on. And one day they might ask, mommy, why do you do this? Yesterday I was screaming because I was so excited about what God had done. And my son came. First of all, my son, he's five years old. He came, he didn't understand what's happening. So he came and stood in the room with me and said, ah, ah. Like he just started screaming too. <laughs> and then eventually he said, Mommy, why are you screaming? I said, Let me tell you how good God is. Let me tell you the story. And I told him the story. I'm sure some of it just went. But he was like, oh, that's great, mommy. And went back and played with his toys. But every single time we share our testimony, our our relationship, our journey with God, the people of the earth are going to know him. And that his hand is mighty. And that his hand is mighty. Woo, Karen says, and the Lord has been good to me. Come on. Colina says, yes, that stood out. Anyone that has been through a dark valley completely not by choice and can still testify how good the Lord is speaks volumes. Come on. It speaks volumes. Anybody that can go through something and come out praising God, that I, I I turn my eyes like how how did who who is this God that you're praising? Come on, Hallelujah! Genesis Paul is the one who also said, "I've learned to be content in all circumstances because he'd been in all the circumstances." Come on, when we know the testimony, when we know the story behind why these people said what they said, come on! And doesn't this bring a whole bigger picture to the Battle of Jericho? This is all the things that happened before they even got to Jericho. A lot of times we talk about the testimony so narrow, but when we get to understand the scriptures, my God, we realize that it was bigger than Jericho. We realize that, oh, yes, they marched around, which we're going to see. They marched around and God fought the battle and that was wonderful. That's great. But we also see that, hey, to get there, they had to cross over a sea that was 15 miles wide. And to get there, they had to trust God here. And to get there, this had to happen. So we begin to see how God is faithful to do what he said he would do. Did just as God promised to go through life with us. And him going through life with us is the testimony. 
him, him walking through the hard times with us is the testimony. Him showing up when we're rejected by everybody. That is the testimony. We want to avoid, we want to avoid the hard parts of life, but in the hard parts of life lie the testimony. We want to avoid it for ourselves. We want to try to avoid it for our kids. And yes, pray for your children. Lead them on the right, the right path. Do as much as you can as a parent. But they're going to have to go through some hard. Why? Because there lies the testimony. I don't care if you have $1 to your name or a million dollars to your name. You're going to have to walk through hard. There lies the testimony. Come on, Carlina says, I'm a first generation Christian. Come on, but I'm not giving up on my unsaved family. I may not be able to indulge in what they do anymore, but I'm not giving up. Come on. Come on, y'all. Add add Carlina to your prayer list. Come on, but I'm not giving up. And, and, And though I may not have generations of testimonies of people following God, I got it here. Oh, I can hear someone else's testimony and someone else's story and how God showed up in their life. God's going to make sure that we have testimonies to stand on. So that we have history with God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Colina said it was actually a chaplain. Come on, y'all. It was actually a chaplain in the jail that saved me. She really helped me. I was going to go live with a man twice my age, but she stopped me. Come on. Y'all, don't y'all tell me that the place that God has you at isn't purposeful. Some of us are working jobs that we may not like, but God has us there for a reason. Why? So that someone else will know that he was mighty. For Colina, it was the chaplain in the jail. For one of your coworkers, it might just be you. Maybe you're dealing with homelessness right now, in and out of homeless shelters. But guess what? If you let God use you in this season, you might be the very voice someone else needs to hear so that they will know that the Lord is mighty. Take your testimony with you. Wherever you go, whatever job description you have. We don't have to look for these major aha moments of purpose. Purpose is now. Holy is here. Come on, I'm sure the chaplain just thought I'm going to work. And God's like, nah. I'm using you to get to Kalina because I love her. Hallelujah. Genesis, pray with me that my ex-husband will find real change and give his life to God, even while doing 20 plus years in federal prison. Let's pray. Add him to your prayer list, y'all. That God will send a testimony his way. That he will know the hand of God is mighty. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. God is good. He doesn't erase parts of our story. Why? Because it's our testimony. We can share it with others so that they may see that the hand of God is mighty. Come on. They may see that the hand of God is mighty. Don't shy away from your testimony. If you've been homeless before, praise God. Because you have a testimony that will help somebody that's going through homelessness know that the hand of God is mighty. If you've been in prostitution before, Praise God, because you have a testimony where you can go and tell someone else in prostitution that, hey, look, look what God did in my life. The hand of God is mighty. The hand of God is mighty. If you've gone through hard things before, lost your house, got evicted, whatever it is, come on. If you've been wrongfully accused of something, Sure, we wish it wouldn't have happened, but hey, it did happen. We can't change it and praise God because now it's an opportunity to show someone else that the hand of God is mighty. Come on, Colleen, it says show up on purpose. I don't have to wait for my ultimate purpose. I can show up on purpose. On whose purpose? On God's purpose. God desires to reconcile, redeem and reconcile humanity back to him. And God use our story our journey with you to show that your hand is mighty. Come on, Erica says, there's still a stigma on mental hospitals. I've been four times and God allowed me to share Jesus. Come on. The hand of God is mighty. Whatever, Lord, that I walk through in this life, I pray, God, that you go with me. Lord, use my life to show the next generation and the people of the earth that your hand is mighty. I've been to the mental hospital too. I tell the story often. Why? Why? For me, it's an embarrassing story. But guess what? It shows that the hand of God is mighty. That the girl that you look at on a YouTube screen sharing the scriptures is the same girl a few years ago that was in a mental hospital on a, on a, on a hold. They wouldn't let me go because they were afraid that I would harm myself or someone else. When I went in there, they took off my rings. They took, they took off all the strings that I have because they were afraid that I would hang myself. Why do I tell that story? Because just like we watch God deliver the children of Israel from 400 years of slavery and walk with them, I know that the things that I've walked through with God show what? It shows that the hand of God is mighty. It shows that the hand of God is mighty. Hallelujah. So, so God doesn't erase parts of our story. He uses them 
so that someone else might know that the hand of God is mighty. Woo, Ellen, oh, don't do this. <laughs> ah, she said, your testimony brought me to mornings with Jesus and God. Thank you. You never know what God is doing. That's all I gotta say. You never know. But guess what? He's not gonna erase parts of your story because it shows his mighty hand. So build the memorial to God as they did. Tell the testimony so that people can ask you about it. So that they will know what? That the hand of God is mighty. So I tell you guys openly, I was on food stamps and struggling financially. This is broken, blah, 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 blah. Why? You will know that the hand of God is mighty. So that when I tell you this story of how, oh my goodness, God is, God is just making ways. You also know this part of the story where I was scared and, and, and doubtful and had a lack of faith and struggling and wondering why God hasn't shown up. So you see both components of the story and you see that God is mighty. I'm here to tell you, Dominique Young was not like this great person of faith that was just like, in the name of Jesus, I just believe that everything is going to work out. No, 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 no. no, Dominique Young was under the bed crying her eyes out. Where are you, God? I don't know how long I can do this. That was me. But God is faithful. And I pray that somebody else sees themselves in the, the part of my story that may not be that comfortable and realizes that, hey, I was like that. So God can do it in her life. If God will show up for her and love her in this, in spite of all the things that she's going through and all the cries and the tears, then that, and then God will love me and be there with me. And it's true. It's true. It's true. It's true. Part of, oh, we can go, man. We've got to go. We've got to go. But I pray that this is encouraging to you, that God is faithful. God is faithful. God is faithful. God is faithful. And I'm here to tell y'all, I still struggle. I told you guys yesterday, I struggle with something called PMDD still. So y'all pray for me. Once a month or a week, oh, my mind fights me. Depending on what I eat as well, the, the, the hormonal things, and I have to be conscious of what I eat. Because my mind will go to a place where it's just like, oh, you shouldn't be here. You shouldn't be living. All these things. and But guess what? Even in that, God is faithful. <laughs> so I don't want to paint a picture that, oh, Dominique has arrived somehow. Mm -mm. No. 
but God remains faithful. God remains faithful. Ooh, Vidya says, oh man, I know we got to close, but I got to read this. She says, just taking this all in, I'm still hurting and need healing and to forgive the wrongs of others who brought me to this, but this will be a part of my testimony. Come on. Some of us are like, like me, I'm like, I'm still, there's still some things that are going on. There's still some mental battles that I'm fighting. There's still some mental health issues that I'm dealing with, but look, this is going to be a part of my testimony. That's what I'm going to tell you. Look, I'm going to tell the story. I'm going to tell the story. Come on, Colleen said, what Satan meant for evil, God can and will turn it for good. Come on, this will be a part of my story. This will be a part of the testimony. This will be a space where God gets the glory. This is gonna, it might be hard right now, but this is gonna be a place where I'm gonna tell it. I'm gonna tell the story and people are gonna see the mighty hand of God. I might be on food stamps today, but people are gonna see the mighty hand of God. I don't know what God is gonna do. I don't I don't know if he's going to use this situation of poverty in my life for me to witness to someone else. I don't know if he's going to miraculously bring finances and turn my situation around. I have no idea, but I know that this part of my story woo, is a testimony. Come on. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on. Hallelujah. 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 So that when my children ask me, what does this mean, mommy? I can tell them, well, there was a time when mommy and daddy didn't even have enough money to buy peanut butter and jelly for a sandwich. And there was a time where people would come out of nowhere and bring food and groceries to our house. And I have no idea. There was a time. And I want to tell you about the faithfulness of God, because I don't care how low you are. God will be there with you. There was a time when mommy was in the mental health hospital and I was laying out on this hard bed. There was a time where I didn't think that I could get control of my mind at all, but God, hallelujah, showed up in the mental health hospital, walked with me through therapy, walked with me through counseling, walked with me through healing. God was there. He didn't quit on me. He didn't give up on me. He walked with me. Hallelujah. Woo, Jesus. Come on. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes, the parting of the Jordan River was beautiful, but they still had to walk the 15 miles. The parting of the Red Sea was great, but they still had to walk the 200 plus miles. And while they were walking, God was walking with them. So baby, honey, little kid, let me tell you about how the time that God did something in my life. And yes, I still had to walk through it. And yes, the journey was a little hard, but God walked with me through it. Come on. Woo, Jesus. Oh, Woo! God showed up. God was there. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for you are with me. Hallelujah. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Hallelujah. There's a testimony behind those words. He is with me. Whoo! Mm. 
Mm. He is with me. He is with us. He is with my kids. He is with us. Tugging on the hearts of unsaved relatives that don't know him yet. He's there. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you. We praise you for the time, the moments that that we knew you were with us. And Lord, we praise you for the moments that we didn't even know you were there, but you were. You've never left us. You've never forsaken us. Even the times where we weren't faithful, you were faithful. Lord, we thank you that we have the scriptures that are generations worth of testimonies of people walking with you. You showing up, doing the impossible, being present. Lord, we thank you. And Lord, whatever we may be going through right now that's hard, we thank you that this hard is holy. It's set apart for you. And it will be a part of our testimony that will help the earth know, the people here know that your hand is mighty. We thank you. We give you all the glory. We give you all the honor. We give you all the praise in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Hallelujah. Come on. Donita said the fire, the den of lions, the Red Sea, all of it, God is with me. Hallelujah. God is with me. Y'all, that's the testimony. It's not that everything is easy. The testimony is that no matter what it looks like. God is with me. That's the meaning behind I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. That's what Paul was saying, that no matter what it looks like, God is with us. I think this might have been the longest mornings of Jesus that we've ever done, but praise God. God is awesome. Um, like, comment, share, subscribe. <laughs> I remembered this time, Eric. And don't forget to join the Faith Mamas Tribe app if you haven't joined yet. It's an app for women. So if you're not a woman, unfortunately, you can't join. But if you are, I pray that you will um, join us. It's a great place. And don't get intimidated by the words faith mamas. Look, there are mamas in there. There are aunties in there. There are women that are um, that 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 are teenagers. Like, just look, if you're a woman, just come on, like, come on and and just be encouraged. All right. I love you guys. Um, <laughs> I love you guys. I, I really do. I love you guys. And uh, lastly, oh, and Juliet, she said this yesterday, and I believe that she said this needs to be our next big challenge on social media. Let's make this happen. Tell your testimony. Help save lives. We cannot be afraid. Come on, Juliet. Issue the challenge. Hallelujah. That's a challenge. Take to social media. Tell your testimony. Don't be afraid. 
You never know. You never know who needs to hear it. Donita said, come on, ladies, see y'all in the after party in the app and share your testimony in the app. Come on, please. There are people that, that, that are struggling. They come to the app because they're like, look, I'm just scrolling through. I need something. I need to know that God is with me. Share it there too, please. Take to the app. Flood the app with testimonies. Let people see. Man, I've seen women come in the app. Have you seen the prayer requests that have come in the app? Women are struggling. Somebody needs you to hear, to hear your testimony to remind them that God is mighty. God is mighty. That God is mighty. I love you guys so very much. Um, we do not have mornings with Jesus on Saturdays, um, but we do on Sundays. Uh, we usually either have a morning video that I've pre-recorded or we have an interview this sa- this Sunday at 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time Live. Um, the prayer team, Roma and Margaret, will be joining me as we talk and pray through being strong and courageous. And I look forward to seeing you all there live or on the replay Y'all, y'all know I want to keep talking to y'all, but I know I got to get out here. I love you guys. I pray that you have an amazing Friday. And I pray that if you are available on Sunday at 7 a.m., that we'll see you there or on the replay. Talk to y'all later. Bye, y'all. Love y'all. Bye for now.